Welcome to The Green Podcast. My name is Dylan Welch. I'm the CEO of Green.org and Dylan Welch Media. Our goal with this podcast is to bring you the biggest names and leaders in renewable energy, clean technology, and sustainability so that you can stay up to date with the latest trends and everything that is happening in this world. Not only that, you'll get some action items for your life so that you can apply some amazing things and make your world a better place as well. Let's get the show started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the latest episode of The Green Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Welch. Have an awesome guest on the show today, Elias Stahl, the CEO and co-founder of Hylos, doing some really cool things, some awesome technology and uh, really building up the business. So Elias, first off, thank you for being here fresh off the new year. I know it's a busy time. So thanks for uh, taking some time with us today. Yeah, of course, Dylan. Thanks for having me. So let's uh, let's kind of dive right into it. For those of us, or not say those of us, for the audience who's not familiar with Hylos, just give us a little bit of background, um, what you guys do. Sure. So we're building an on-demand zero-waste supply chain uh, for footwear and apparel. Uh, we believe right now we make 24 billion shoes every year, and one in five goes straight to the landfill. Uh, and that is because the way that we make things is uh, very good at making a lot far in advance. Um, but the way consumers buy is the opposite, right? We have supply chains that are really good at high volume, low mix production. And we have consumers that really are discerning and they want high mix, lower volume. And so we have this disconnect between the where, where and how we make things and what people actually end up buying. Uh, and that's not only costing a lot for brands, but it's no longer meeting our needs as a society. And we are just belching out and spending so much energy and materials and waste on making things no one needs to begin with and sending them halfway around the world and back. Uh, that to me is a massive problem, but one that we now have the opportunity to solve. And more than that, we also have the need more broadly felt to solve it than ever before. Um, that's amazing. And we've had a, a few different kind of like sustainable fashion companies on the podcast before. And it's insane hearing just how this industry can be so wasteful, um, you know, with all the material that they build and shipping it around. And I'm sure we've all seen sort of the like decrease in quality of products that are out there. So I hate when I like buy something and it's just like wears through in two weeks, whether that's shoes, shirts, jackets. Um, and I'm sure Obviously, a lot of people can relate to that. So appreciate what you're doing. We need that. I love like coming across brands and companies that are focused on that instead of like, hey, let's turn a quick, you know, T-shirt out for 20 cents um, and send it to whoever will buy it. And then it'll end up in a landfill in, you know, six months. So real quick, how did you get into this industry? Did you have a background in like building products, the technology, a passion for sustainability, or where did this kind of come from? Uh, well, I began uh, my career mostly in software and was VP of product at a company called Handshake. Uh, we were working with a lot of supply chain companies uh, like BMW and Caterpillar. And it was there that I was shocked. You know, you can build really cool automations and software, but it doesn't really impact the core of a business that is manufacturing something. You can get really good at optimizing inventory or uh, forecasting trends, but you're still stuck making things the way we make shoes and shirts the way we have since the Civil War. And that was the last time there was real technical innovation there, um, with the exception of a lot of EVA and uh, foam technologies that in the last 50 years. So 
there is this core to how and where we make things that is a product of World War II and mass manufactured supply chains. And I was struck by new technologies like 3D printing and generative design that unlock completely new capabilities for manufacturing and will deliver a completely new supply chain. I believe global supply chains are going to split in the coming decades, and we will always mass manufacture tin cups and toothbrushes overseas. But there will be a whole host of goods, long tail product categories where there's a lot of sizes and colors, right, that are much more efficient to be made on demand locally and without waste. And the problem is you're not going to take something like a shoe, which is 300 and uh, it's 160 parts assembled in 350 steps. It's four hours of labor, 400 hands touch it. You're not going to take that and bring that back to the U.S. Uh, same thing with apparel. It's barely industrialized, let alone post-industrialized. And so you've got to reinvent the product for a new technology. Um, and that's really what Hilo's unlocked when we began. Um, what's interesting about, I mean, your podcast and where I think it's really effective is thinking about how business models can accelerate sustainability and not just be a uh, nice to have because unfortunately the world we live in talks a lot about sustainability uh, how much they pay for it, it i don't even think it's debatable i think it's just unimpressive right um it's not properly it cost costed in because it's hard it's hard to cost in the negative externalities of the environment um we overproduce massively as a civilization and the problem is that that's on track to only grow fashion is the fourth largest polluter in the world and it is on track to increase carbon not stand still not decrease increase carbon emissions by 60 percent by the end of this decade so it is such a struggle to even stand still let alone meet the reductions that brands are committing to and what what really is at the core of that is the model that makes it so hard for brands. You, you mentioned deteriorating quality. The entire model and supply chain today is built around trying to make something as cheap as possible to afford the downstream waste, right? If you're selling a pair of shoes for $100, you can't afford to pay your factory more than 15 to make it. And it's not because you're walking away with $85 in profit. It's because you're paying for tooling, you're amortizing all of the manufacturing costs, you're paying for inventory, you're paying for discounting and inventory liquidation. You're paying for all the stuff that's not sold all the materials that are wasted. And so the only way that a brand will be able to afford higher quality, more sustainable materials, take back programs, really changing the way that we think about production and, and truly circular product is to change that model, to disrupt it. And so you've got to eliminate all that middle waste. And that's what 3D printing and generative design allows brands to think about. Uh, the problem is that that's a really complex endeavor. And that's why companies like Hilo's need to start where there's a supply chain platform that creatives, brands can think about and envision making on without having to do all that hard work themselves. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. It's interesting to kind of think about that sort of post-World War II industrialization, becoming a more, you know, global economy. And it worked for a while for certain industries and certain things and made some of our products cheaper, but now sort of on the tail end, we're seeing a lot of the negative effects of that. One of those being, you know, products being made in all these different parts of the world being touched by all these people. And obviously the the pollution and the carbon offset that comes with it. And it's really cool kind of seeing these companies, for instance, like Hylos, that is sort of taking these new technologies that have just emerged in the past, you know, decade or two and applying them to, you know, an older, older industry and saying, hey, we've got this new technology. We've got this big problem. Here's a way that we can solve it. So what is Hylos kind of, what's sort of your day-to-day -day like 
lifelike when it comes to, you know, developing the product, the platform and getting it in front of people and actually sort of like building and, and sending out the, the footwear? Well, I mean, I have to say it's really fun coming from a software background, moving into physical product because, and that's what I hear from a lot of people that are used to just looking at screens and um, coding all day. And they're, then they are able to touch something that's a tangible expression of their work and they get a lot of fulfillment from that. And so the, the part that I love about every day is just the ability to kind of work in really deep technology that's at the cutting edge of generative design and what, how we think about integrating procedural and algorithmic design into in three dimensions into an actual object, but then getting to actually walk in a pair of shoes and getting to, to hold it and getting to see there's a level of craft and artisanship that I don't think is ever going away. And we're so hung up on creating this ultra automated, completely digital thing that is just going to always look like that. And we don't want that as people. We want connection. We want a connection to the maker. We want their the, the providence and the will that they put into that to, to be a part of us. We want we care about the stories of how things are made or where they're made or or what the intention of the creator is because we're all creative at our core. It's a fundamental human thing. And I don't think that spark is ever going away. I think we have to rechannel it in a more sustainable way. And, and that's the funnest part. And like, if we're not doing that every day here, then we're not going to produce that for the world. Um, so that's the best part of, of the day to day. There's a real interesting blend at Hilo's of um, deep tech, but like just craftsmanship and artisanship. So we have leathers. There's a row of leathers behind me that uh, only you can see, uh, but the listeners will have to imagine. I'm in a materials room right now. Uh, we have sewing machines and crimpers and molders and everything you use for knit taking knit textile leather um, but we also have a giant industrial 3d printers and we have all of this tech and trying to figure out how the future and the past speak to each other um, is i think more important now than ever because we're all deluged in a lot of new and novelty but we're not spending a lot of time thinking about how that plays out in a way that speaks to us and what's human so we don't have a ton of time today it's going to be kind of a quick episode um Bias is a busy guy. We're, we're lucky to have him. So there's a lot more I want to like touch on and dive deeper into, but um, I'm going to kind of only ask a couple more questions here. What was sort of your experience and process like going from having the concept and this idea to building the platform, the software, this deep tech, then finally, you know, I'm sure after all of this hard work, investment, time, having that tangible product, like walk us through that process of the idea to the first steps to then building it and then kind of that next step of, okay, let's get this out to the market. Uh, building the product or building the business? Uh, both I'd say. So what was kind of like idea to product and business, like getting it out there or did one come first or was it kind of hand in hand? Yeah. I mean, the business has always been uh, first and the first product was kind of our articulation of what we as a business want to achieve. Um, but it's, it's an exceptional time. Um, my, my message to anyone thinking about starting a business is that there's never been a better time to get into manufacturing tech or supply chain tech. Uh, one, because we need it so badly as a country, as a society. Um, but another, because we're undergoing a revolution in material, software, and hardware capabilities, unlike anything we've seen since the 1890s. And there's going to be a whole new way to think about how we as a community design, make, and sell. And that's really exciting because we're going through an inflection point just across the board right now. And we have the ability to write something much better for our children and children's children. 
Um, and there's something very material about how we make that. That's the material impact um, that we're having in the world. Um, so that has been very fulfilling. There's a lot of difficulty in it. You know, start a business, you have to get, you know, get ready to get a thousand no's, to get told you're crazy, to get beat up every day. Uh, a lot of peaks and valleys is the kind of entrepreneur journey. Um, I think one thing, it's, a, it's just really important to have people to talk to around you and to have a sense of humor about everything and to just be an undying optimist. Uh, and in general, you kind of put out what you put in in the world. And I'm a firm believer in that. And I, we've been very lucky to have partners that are like way too good for us from really early on. So I often say we stand on the shoulders of giants and um, it's not for nothing that we grew so quickly. Um, when, it came, when it comes to products, I'd say the most exciting thing is being able to take a, an image, a vision. Oftentimes there's this uh, initial disconnect between a designer or design team or a creative saying like, well, this is a completely new way to, to think about making shoes. I don't know how to design into that. I'm used to, you know, sketching over a last and, you know, I get something from a factory that's going to look kind of like the way we all see shoes today. And our shoes don't obviously look 3D printed. That's one of the unique things about a high low shoe is you might not even know it's 3D printed until you step into it. Um, and then you find a completely different experience. But the way they're made are completely new methods of make that uh, uses string and thread to assemble uppers, leather, knit, two 3D printed components without waste or glue. And having to kind of bridge, make that bridge as a creative can be difficult if you start thinking too quickly about how it's made. So generally we start really high level around, you know, the audience and the creative vision, and then we get a play. And we get a play in this digital space that's really fast and that's iterative. And that's where I see the product team really come to life and it becomes really collaborative. And that great products are made by great people. Great people are people having fun. And that's what it always starts as. And uh, good partnerships lead to great products. So, um, and then very quickly within about a couple of days, you have wearable shoes and you, when you, and you keep changing them and the more time you'll always find something you want to change. So the more time you give yourself, the more changes you'll make. Um, but we can go from an idea to in market in 90 days, uh, which is crazy if you're used to a 12 to 18 month traditional calendar in footwear. And then you're able to continue to iterate, which I think is the most unique thing, right? Where once it's out in market, we're kind of used to it being frozen in time, but like a good bottle of wine isn't frozen in time. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you can begin to see how things can get better and keep releases just ongoing, changing and getting better. Um, and that also makes it more exciting because if you're getting the first 50, it's only going to be that 50 that look that way or that, that act that way. And so it becomes a little bit more unique as well. Yeah. And it's, it's cool. Uh, when I was looking at your website, kind of seeing like the actual technology in place and kind of the videos and the the graphics you have there. So if you're listening and want to kind of get a better visual, go to hilos.studio and um, go check out, like they have some cool videos on there, some graphics. It's really interesting to see. So, okay. Last question for you. Um, what would you say was sort of your biggest pop a bottle of champagne moment for you in Hylos? Is there a a point that you reach where we're like, all right, man, all of this hard work has paid off. We're kind of like living this vision that we've been working on for the past couple of years. Does anything come to your mind and stick out? Um, well, you know, every, every, every time you climb a mountain, there's just a bigger one. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so maybe I'm my own worst enemy in that regard, but the definitely one moment that is very memorable to me is when we went to South by Southwest and, uh, we, 
we pitched Hilo's uh, against a room of entrepreneurs from all over the world uh, that were doing incredible things, like literally building space igloos on the moon and all this exceptional stuff. And we had this distinguished panel of judges like Mark Lauer from Jet.com and these others. And we won most innovative world technology and we're just floating on cloud nine. And then we got called up and, and, and won best in show. So we like swept the awards at South by and awesome. we're just, it was amazing. And we were, we were, I mean, uh, that, that, uh, knowing that you could show up as like a 3d printing shoe company out of Portland and people really cared about that story and about where and how things are made, um, was really powerful and, uh, very validating. That's, that was probably a pretty good feeling. <laughs> Congratulations. That's awesome. Well, um, I'm going to let you go. Busy guy. One last thing. How can our audience at green.org support you, uh, get in touch and just kind of help, you know, help with your vision? Well, I will say we're, we're constantly um, working on new stuff. And there's a few things that we've got in the hopper um, that are going to be pretty exciting. Uh, definitely check us out online, follow along. Um, if you're in the Portland or Oregon space um, region, then we're working on some pretty exciting developments in our neighborhood, which is Old Town. So we're headquartered in an old manufacturing neighborhood in Portland that's seen it kind of really rough times uh, since COVID, but even prior. And it's the what's happened to every old manufacturing district in, in Pittsburgh, Detroit. I mean, manufacturing left and these incredible bones are here, but they're all derelict or abandoned. And so we're working with the city and state to really bring back manufacturing and building a whole green manufacturing campus here in Portland um, that will allow brands and their partners to launch products made locally again. And if you're in the region, uh, I encourage you to lend your support to that and to be a part of it. Um, we're very collaborative and are working with a number of different partners, be they universities, uh, colleges, high schools, I mean, you name it. We want to prepare the future generation and inspire like good and growth in the city because there's a lot of negativity these days. Um, so I, that's a call out to more local and regional listeners. Um, but if you're, in a, if you're in Pittsburgh and Detroit, then I hope you're next. Um, I hope we make it across the U.S., um, so, and we'll have some pretty exciting announcements coming, uh, in the, the first half of this year. So if you're, if you're on the fashion week circuit or going to Milan, uh, design week, then stay tuned, um, and get ready for some pretty exciting launches. Well, Elias, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. To everyone listening, uh, check out, uh, Elias or excuse me, hylos.studio, uh, visit them online. Um, again, Elias, appreciate you taking some time out of day to chat with us. Awesome. Dylan, thanks for having me. Of course. And to the supporters at green.org, appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, following, spreading the journey. Our goal is to bring you leaders like Elias, share their story, can all support them, make the world a little bit of a better place. So we'll see you on the next episode of the Green Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode. My name is Dylan Welch. Appreciate it. As always, stay up to date with the latest information on green.org and dylanwelch.com. Dylan Welch Media is a full service media and communications agency dedicated to promoting, marketing, and helping businesses in clean tech, renewable energy, and sustainability grow, get more clients, get more customers, get in front of their ideal clientele. If you have any more questions, feel free to reach out. If you're interested in joining the Green Summit, go to www.green-summit.org 
reserve your ticket today. There's very few spots left, so make sure you get on that ASAP. Thank you and have a great rest of your day.